0: Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. business. She is full of energy and lots of good tips for you to learn from so you can grow your own business. This week, we're gonna be talking to Justin Goodhue. Justin is working on his second business and he's a technology entrepreneur. He's the founder um, at a company called trellis, and they're a social enterprise connecting passionate people to charities. So, um, you know, Justin was in the middle of a round, which might be closed now uh, for his seed round for funding. Uh, so he's got a lot of interesting experiences in the early phases of building this social enterprise that we can all uh, learn from. So we're going to dive into that conversation in just a minute. Azrin is has an incredible story. She was a child slave in Nepal working in sweatshops, and she found her way out of there uh, because somebody was kind enough to educate her and. Today, she's not only leading a a movement around women's rights, but she has started a for profit and non profit company to empower women. We'll be releasing June's magazine with the one and only Blake Mikoski. So, more to come on that. Don't forget to stop by the App Store and leave us a review. We very much appreciate it. And without further ado, let's jump into this conversation.
1: I know you're going to dig this.
0: Hey, Justin, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are we doing today?
1: Great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome, man. So I, I, I like to kick off just by understanding what you have going on right now. Um, and you know a few times now I've said, what do you have going on today? And people literally gave me their agenda for the day. Uh, but I just mean in general, <laughs> like what's going on with uh, your company today? And then we're going to dive into some background there.
1: Um, he, that's a great question. So my last three months have been working on raising a financing round for Trellis which is the company that I, I work on every day. And we've been getting some really good results from that. And it's been forcing me to try and think bigger and also stay humble at the same time. So it's been really fun to do use that exercise to, yeah, think, think bigger and think about how much impact we can create with this social enterprise, um, but also be humble and understand we're really trying to do some good here as well while, you know, building a sustainable business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. All right, so so you're raising funding. Tell us a little bit about um, you know Trellis and how you got to Trellis to begin with, and then you know where you're at with that and what it's all about, so we can we can understand what you're raising funding for.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I love startups. I'm an entrepreneur. I tried to apply to Jobs when I was graduating from school. I did 30 applications. I didn't even get an interview. So
0: <laughs> I've been there.
1: Yeah, man. So then all I, I'm, I was like, okay, what do I do? Uh, and so I started a, a company to help other people get jobs, even though I couldn't get one myself. And uh, from there, kind of raised some cash and went down to Silicon Valley, did that experience and um, was overwhelmed and excited and all the emotions trying to learn how to build your first company went right out of school. And uh, in long story short, it failed, learned a ton. And then I started an app development company. And I was working on apps that I didn't care about at all. Right. I didn't care about them. I was stressed every day. I wasn't enjoying my life anymore. I wasn't, I didn't feel there was any purpose in it. Um, and there wasn't growing as an entrepreneur. And that's when I said, you know what? I used to volunteer 20 hours a week. I used to, my friends all used to care about their community. Now I'm hanging out with on tech entrepreneurs, which are wonderful, um, but I need something more than that. I need that purpose. So I, exited from that company and I said hey I'm just gonna go chat with as many people that work in charities as I can in the nonprofit sector and see what their problems are yeah and and now here I am building a event management software for charities to help them streamline their events and connect with their champions better but I had no idea it was gonna be that when I started
0: yeah Uh, It's funny how we fall into these things, right? Because, um, you know, I've started a couple companies and um, you have a primary vision potentially, but you never know what circumstances are going to fall in your lap uh, and how you're going to change based on those things, right? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of exciting and stressful at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So tell me a little bit about how, um, you know, I think a big part for people and I I try so hard to, I have a lot of conversations, you know, even offline, just even people that follow us on Facebook, right? Like I'll talk with them and see what they have going on or in the group. And I hear a struggle from a lot of people that they are, they really have a hard time taking those initial steps. They don't think of themselves as an entrepreneur. Um, and so it's always like straddling two worlds of like a job, like a regular job that we couldn't get job, couldn't get through interviews with. <laughs> and then there's the, um, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. So how did you start taking those first steps? Like what kind of things did you do to get the wheels in motion and build up your confidence that you can do this?
1: I'm so glad you asked this question. This is so perfect and timely. I just spent the last weekend. So with, uh, an event called startup weekend. So, I help organize Startup Weekend in the Okanagan. Do you know what it is? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, for whoever doesn't know what it is, it's a 54 hour event where you get to build a business in a weekend. And it is just this light, like I'm getting shivers just talking about it because it's this life changing event where uh, this year we had 58 people in the Okanagan, which is in British Columbia and Canada, come together at our accelerator building. And they had no idea why they were showing up. They're like, I like entrepreneurship. I still work my job. I have all these ideas. I'm passionate, but like I signed up. Why am I here? They're nervous. And then, and, uh, but they come and they pitch their idea and they pitch, what do they have? And then they form teams around those ideas. And then we, Help them with some structured programming to build a business. And then on the Sunday night, they pitch it to the community. And we had over 150 people come out and watch these 10 companies pitch. And there's about five of them that I think are going to continue based on the weekend. And I tell that story because I I actually, again, um, I will be uh, I, I got fired from my volunteer job when I was in university. So then I had, volunteer job. <laughs> yeah, I was giving away my time. And I, I get a little nervous saying this, but whatever, you know what? Like, uh, and, and it was probably mostly my fault. And I, and I learned a lot about myself. I had a lot of energy and a lot of opinions probably. And um, so I got fired anyway. So I had a free weekend. So I was what do I do? And then I saw this startup weekend thing. And I was like, you know what? I always wanted to be an entrepreneur at some point. So I was 21 at the time. And I went to a startup weekend and I pitched an idea because I wanted to help students get jobs, like I mentioned at the start. And I met my co-founder there. And then eight months later, after startup weekend, we just kept hacking on the idea. And before you know it, we were in Silicon Valley in an incubator trying to build up this idea. But I I, I thought one day I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I went to startup weekend and it happened. So I think if you have an idea or you just want to learn more or you just want to exercise that part of your brain and it's itching too much go to a startup weekend. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's a weekend.
0: Yeah, you no, know, I've heard lots of good feedback from the program. I haven't actually done it myself. But there was a point uh, before change creator, that I was really digging into all those different options and seeing where to spend my time and stuff like that. And I am I'm a little bit bummed that I never did the startup weekend thing. Who knows where that might have taken me? <laughs> you
1: know? Oh man, You can still do it doesn't matter. You should give it a shot.
0: No, true. And it's good. It's good networking too. You're surrounded by a bunch of good people and all that kind of stuff. Um, So now um, I guess some of the things you're working on, why are you you interested in in helping people uh, with Trellis the way you are? Why does that fascinate you? Why is that purpose for you?
1: So there's a lot of big problems in this world that not a lot of resources are going towards to get solved. Yep. At all. And, um, I, I, I watch a lot of my friends that are working in agencies and doing social work and they're day in and day out. And I ask them about their processes every day. And I, there's so many things I could help with on the technology and software side. And I'm really passionate about, um, solving inefficiencies and scaling. Yeah. And that's what I love in software. And unfortunately that doesn't usually lend to a lot solving these problems, but what I can do is partner with all of these individuals to help them be more efficient and and increase their impact. And um, I hang out with a lot of individuals here in Kelowna that are trying to help create more sustainable business models and turn nonprofits into social enterprises. And it's a very high touch experience for them. Like they have to get into the business. They got to roll up their sleeves. They got to work with the, the nonprofit executive director to get them there. Um, And that's one model. I'm trying to do it the other way. I'm trying to do it like really low touch on a technology side. How do we start increasing those impact conversations so that when people register for an event, instead of using Eventbrite, where it doesn't say anything about the impact, they can use a trellis page and it says a little bit about the impact. So I know it's not much, but it's a start to get that impact conversation going and a start to get that, yeah, that conversation and that awareness around what, what these, uh, These charities are trying to do, and these nonprofits and these social entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good. Everything starts somewhere, right? So it's um, it'll probably expand and grow as as you as trellis grows, right? Uh, What where the name trellis come from? Um, so
1: trellis is uh, is a structure that supports growth,
0: right? Trellis that uh, word means.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trellis is a, it's a, like a lattice, like a fence.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Vines And other, uh, you know, plants grow on it.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: not saying it very eloquently right now, but um, it is, a, it's a, it is a it, yeah, it's a structure that supports growth. And that's what we are. We, we want to be the background. We want to be the thing that really helps create more impact, but we know we're not, we're not the ones directly doing it. And we just want to be the best support ever. Yeah. Um, and it's green and it's about growth and about, Um, all the positive things that that we as a trellis team want to see in the world.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, That makes sense. I'm always curious. People, they have different reasons. Sometimes it's randomly they pick a name and other times there's actually a reason. (laughs) And I just, I just demonstrated my lack of vocabulary because I didn't know what trellis meant.
1: <laughs> Interesting, right? And and not a lot of people do. And uh, now our biggest challenge is to get better ranking and beat out the actual trellis with our
0: trellis. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Um, so I guess some of the things now, are you solopreneur at this point? Do you have a team, freelancers? What's your um, structure like at this point?
1: Yeah, there's seven of us. Um seven. Yeah, so this time last year, it was me and uh, working at my friend's office, and everyone was wondering what the heck I was doing. And now uh, my uh, business partner Jay on the, who's on the technical side, and then we have Riley, Alex, and uh, Dennis to help him out and make sure the product works. And then we have uh, Rachel and Dylan as well on the, the design and marketing and sales side.
0: Awesome, man. Um, yeah. and so so you were able to raise a seed round, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm about to close it. So uh, it's looking like to close around the half million dollar mark in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're we're getting oversubscribed right now, which is really exciting and humbling for me. And uh, in January when I opened up the round, I wanted to raise three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, they all told me I needed to raise more money, and uh, I didn't know how I was going to get to three hundred fifty. And now it looks like I'm going to get to five hundred, and uh, that's it. Was pretty humbling. And, uh, and exciting to see the appetite of investors that want to invest their money to get a return. But they recognize the opportunity in doing good as well. And how doing good, there's a lot of opportunity to make money. And it's been interesting.
0: Mm, it is interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unpack this a little bit with you because yeah. um, like I have mentioned on uh, offline conversations with you, we have a pretty deep hunger for people trying to understand Not only establishing revenue streams, but yes, the investment, the funding, like there's a lot of variables into making those things happen. So um, let's start off by just finding out, did you have an established network of people that you were able to reach out to or were you doing some cold outreach?
1: Both, right? Um, I think it definitely takes a network and it takes a track record, right? People have seen me. Crash and burn a couple times, and I have <laughs> some scars on my back for sure from the from the the lessons I've learned, yeah. and that is that is a good thing, right? And and entrepreneurship is just a lot of failures. As long as you're failing upwards, it's okay, right? And so that that definitely helped, and I don't want to discount that for sure. Uh, but the other half is respecting the process. So an individual that I met uh, through this process said to me. Uh, Justin, I don't expect anything out of one meeting or one pitch competition or one, you know, angel forum. What I expect, what I respect is the process. And, And if I go and do this process for three months, and I try and chat with as many people as possible that are interested in investing, I will raise my round of money because the conversations, the due diligence, and just And it's a little bit of a numbers game, right? Like you have to get out there enough to get enough people interested and to get enough people to write that check. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and where are you finding people interested in what you're doing? I mean, there's all kinds of investors. So it comes down to almost like doing an ad campaign. Who are you targeting? How do you find them?
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. So there's um, accelerators in every community now. Um, In Canada, they're all government funded. Uh, which is really uh, exciting and accessible for us. So there's an access to capital program at Accelerate Okanagan here. So I was part of that to prep and get ready. And then they introduced me to investors once they thought I was ready. So I had got two investors that way. Um, There's also a, a group called the Valhalla Angels. So it's an angel forum that has chapters in Edmonton, Calgary, Kelowna, and Vancouver. So you basically do a circuit in a week and a half and you fly to each city and you pitch in front of 10 to 40 investors, depending on the city, uh, and they write checks. And they, 30% of the people that pitch, write checks.
0: Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, okay, well, so you got you got interest from people, from investors based in Canada?
1: Yes. Most, yeah, and they were they,
0: do they only invest in Canadian companies?
1: Nope. no. Nope. They invest in American companies. There was an individual from, uh, Idaho that was pitching with me, uh, in Calgary and Edmonton. Oh, yep.
0: nice. Nice. Yep. What part of Canada were you, were you in?
1: Uh, Western. So British Columbia.
0: British Columbia. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, my co-founder is in uh, Canada, but she's nice. outside, um, right outside of Toronto.
1: Oh, cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she spent some time over in Toronto and there's, there's a pretty, pretty happening scene over there.
1: It is. It is. And I mean, all the head offices for my customers are in Toronto and we're looking at how we can get there as well. It's, uh, it's <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how, not how the wrong word. Tell me a little bit about what information you had to present in order to get people to take you seriously and say, hey, this is something I would actually put money down. You know, there's a million different people out there saying, here's how you do a pitch deck. Here's how you got to do your executive summary and you got to do blah, 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 all this stuff. I mean, I love the idea of keeping things simple. So yeah, what you got?
1: So keeping it really simple, especially for my stage angel investment, where you're kind of just it's, it's a big bet, right? Like they're, they're not, they're expecting one out of 10, one out of 20. Mm -hmm. to Right.
0: Right.
1: right? So it's, is it, is it a problem that's worth solving? Right. Is it, is it a problem that people that that you can clearly articulate that people have? And then is the solution also understandable and people, and you've done some validation to show that people want to use it. Right. Then after that, if they believe you that there's a big problem, there's a solution that you have, then they're going to say, how big is the opportunity? Because they need to get their money back. So if, if the market size is only $100 million total, that means you're going to have to get 100% of the market to get a $100 million company. Yeah. Right? So you have to understand an angel investor when they're they're investing, they need that that big return because 19 of their 20 investments are going to fail. And they need to recoup their money. So one needs to hit it out of the park. Yep that's the market size. So if they have a if you have a problem that they understand that you can solve and then a solution that they believe that you have implemented, hopefully already, at least in an MVP, a minimum viable product. Uh, and then you have that, that market size, then it just comes down to who you are and do they trust you? Um, so those are kind of the the four things, problem, solution, market, and you. And
0: did they dig in saying, well, you need to have an established track record or at this phase with angels, they're a little bit more like, just going for the vision and if there's a potential
1: Uh, vision and potential, but you do, I mean, it's, it's, it's a de-risking exercise, right? So the more you can de-risk the better. So I worked (laughs) really hard in the last year to build out an MVP and actually get that in the hands of customers. Yeah. Right. And then they used it. So we did a, we did a test, right. An alpha test for three months where there was three charities that ran events on our platform and we learned a lot and now, and then we built out our product. so that that allowed them but then, then, of course, what happened after that is then they're like, great, so you can build the product, they can use it. Okay, how are you going to grow? And <laughs> oh. that's what need the money for, so to do that. and But then, no, they wanted a full answer for that. And then, I'm sure once I figure out that answer completely, then they're going to figure out what the next problem is and just ask me about that. So... There is always risk in there.
0: Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, And so you had a formal pitch deck for these presentations and stuff and had like coffee with people because everyone talks about, and this is our experience too, you know, we've been down some conversations, you know, thinking about, we thought about investment, like, do we want to give up equity? Do we not? And, you know, we've had those debates over the past year and a half or so uh, on our own team. And, you know, it's kind of like dating, right? You know, we go to a conference, have a coffee with someone, then we meet them in Toronto or wherever we are. And then it's just this process. So, you know, you start wondering, well, you know, how long does it take and how many meetups do you have before you should expect some kind of agreement somewhere? So based on some of the experience you have, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so I... It, it it's different. Um, I think the pitch events can get distracting for people trying to raise money. Yep. I think it's a lot of um, PR, but it might not actually turn into anything. You get the checks at the coffee meetings, right? Like that's where you're getting the checks. Um, and and I think it, it takes a little bit. I think you should be OK with giving up equity. There's also some different vehicles like convertible notes and safes. Yeah that allow you to not give up equity until you can evaluate your company a little bit further down the road, which I highly recommend. I wish I did that. I wasn't as confident as I should have been. Love uh, the
0: safe note. <laughs>
1: yeah, The yeah. safe is great. I should have yeah. done that, but yeah. I never, never raised before. So I, I was like, Oh, people aren't going to want that. And then. That but anyways, that's okay. Um, and then you need to do, you need to get that lead investor. Right. And I can't talk about who that is for me yet. Uh, you know, in a couple weeks I will be able to, um, but that lead investor really then brings on a lot of others because that lead investor has done a lot of due diligence and that yeah. lead investor takes a while to get right. Yeah. So you're working on them for a long time and, and then, and then a switch just flips at some point and you get them and then all these people jump in and it goes from, you know, you're doing okay to like, wow, you're, 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 you're skyrocketing. So you just kind of have to hang in there
0: because
1: yeah. the first two months I hadn't raised much money and I was like, Oh man, I'm working so hard. Like this is not a linear path. And then you get that lead investor and that does all that due diligence and says check Mark and they are respected in the investment community. And then everything else kind of falls in. Right. right.
0: Once they, yeah, exactly. Cause now they all trust that person already. So, you know, it yeah. makes it easier. So you've got to, you got to hook one lead investor guys and then they become your, your big advocate. Right. And they build a team of people. And now you said you started, you started your mission for investment for Trellis. In January, 2019?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I started, I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, I built the pitch deck and the due diligence in November, December. Yeah. Right. And then, and like worked almost full time doing that Yeah. and testing and testing it. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't say the round was open and I didn't until that because if you, if you can kind of keep the timeline tight and keep the hype up, right. Right. And then, then people want in. So you can do that for sure.
0: And how did you test it?
1: How did I test it? So again, the um, the accelerator here in oh the
0: accelerator and that stuff, so it gotcha.
1: and it was it was
0: two hundred bucks a month.
1: Like it was like that was, was to, so to
0: be part that was an, actually something I meant to mention because I know a lot of people that are in our audience. You know, they're I think we have like 65-70 percent are business owners, right? Mm. And they're earlier phase, so budgets are tight at those times. So I was curious if the accelerator you have has like a, a fee associated, like most.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a payment. But I mean, the individuals that were there, they all sold businesses, they've all raised money. So it was invaluable feedback. Yeah.
0: And that, that's the trade off, right? You got to be willing to invest something if you think you're gonna get something in return, right? <laughs> you got to pay to play, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: 100%. <laughs> awesome. Um. So I guess what is what's gonna what do you plan on next with Trellis? So you're you're I know you're working with the investors. What are you mapping out for the investors to say, in the next year, in the next two years, this is what we're doing. So I, I'd love to hear about that. And, and I, before you jump in, I know for a fact there's people listening right now that would probably love a program like Trellis. Um, to, to So you know, I wanna hear where it's going.
1: Yeah, so I mean, the vision is connecting passionate individuals that wanna do more than donate to causes. Right. Because everyone wants to help out. It's just really hard. Right. So um, the big vision that i am selling to investors is Trellis is going to put a host of fundraiser button on everyone, every charity website right beside the donate button so that anyone can go on to the, the charity of their choice, click host a fundraiser. There's a bunch of different templates of campaigns and events that they can run with their friends to raise money directly for that charity. Yeah. So we can start doing a lot more and getting more involved and feel better about our giving and, and make it streamlined for the charity who are, who are under resourced so they can focus on doing the good that they do. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the big vision. Now, now the investors, they, they get bought in, they love it. But then how do you get them to make you make them believe that you can do that? How I can <laughs> do that crazy big vision. So it's, you know, we, we have a product that's out in the market. Right. And like, this is the money it's making, you know, we only made like 700 bucks last month. So it's not much, it's very, very small, but you can see how it can grow. And then we've proven out, you know, if we make so many phone calls and so many emails, we get this much response and this much response equals this much customers and this much revenue, right? Really micro tests. But again, shows that we've de-risked that a little bit and now, and then it's projecting out that plan to get that, to get that growth and to see that through.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Exciting. Mm. Would you now? a lot of people have these pitch decks and you can go see, you know, Ariana Huffington's pitch deck for Thrive Global and everybody BuzzFeed. Um, But, you know, people are listening here and you could say that you're not comfortable with it. Would you be willing in the show notes to let people have a look at the pitch deck? Would you be willing to share that so they could see what you did for your program and you can blank out anything you don't want to share?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, and I'll also ask an individual that I copied their pitch deck as well. And they they break they actually what they did is they created a pitch deck with the Airbnb slides. Nice. So it's like an Airbnb slide and then a breakdown of why and then the next Airbnb slide and a breakdown of why. So what I did is I had that on one side of my screen, and then I developed mine on the other side. Nice. Um, and yeah, happy to I spent Thousands of hours on it, and if other people can find value out of it, it'll make me feel better about all the weekends and long nights. So, hey,
0: you know what? Pay it forward, right? So, it's yeah. like we there's a lot of good businesses and people out there looking and struggling to get through these things. So, I love yeah. um, people who are in the earlier phases of their business, like yourself, and they're working really, really hard and getting things done. So, I appreciate that the insights you're sharing. I think it's gonna be really helpful for people to hear. Um, and you know, listen, I, I, everyone is so nervous about raising funding. Like you have to have, you know, you know, $10,000 a month revenue and all this stuff, but there are different investors for different phases and different companies. You just, it takes a little work though, to find them and get yourself out there. Like you said, so exactly. Um, yeah. I'm how to, so where can people learn more about what you're working on and, you know, see the progress and all that stuff. Where are you most present? If you want to give yourself a shout out for some of the, the locations and
1: links yeah so i'm uh, i'm learning how to do the old social media now um i'm on linkedin i don't have an instagram but trellis does so on instagram uh and it says trellis.org is our website and all our social links are on the website right and um we are working on, you know, every day trying to make that website a little better. So if anyone has any thoughts, uh, you can use the, you can try out the product and hopefully um, start seeing the Trellis events in your community soon. We're, we're only in Canada right now, 2020, we're going after the U.S.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah. Canada, then U.S. Yeah, that's that's a good way to phase in. We we did the reverse: U.S. and Canada. <laughs> then we want to get into Australia. That's another good one. Nice, uh, nice. That's, oh, that's it's, awesome. No, it's trellis, and that is spelled T-R-E-L-L-I-S dot org. You can see what they have going on, and uh, like Justin said, they'll be doing updates as we go, so you can keep track of it um, and get involved. Um, Justin, anything else? Otherwise, very much appreciate you sharing your startup stories and investor stories. Very cool.
1: Um, the one last thing I like to say every, to everyone and people tell me is just say stay hyper focused on what you do best. Don't do anything else different. Just do that one thing better than anyone else, and you can build a business around that.
0: Hundred percent agree. Follow that. Awesome, Justin. Appreciate it, man. We will stay in touch.
1: Great. Thanks again. All right. Bye bye.